You're now listening to the Deep Edge Podcast with your host, technology expert Ray Moda, giving you the rundown on telecom, cloud, and all things business and tech. This is the Deep Edge Podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and in this podcast, I will be interviewing Sumi Aurora, who is Chief Development Officer at ThoughtSpot, an old friend of mine. And also joining us again will be Kia Patel, who's founder and CTO of Arcus. These gentlemen, we're going to get discussions going deep into what we call the modern software-powered networking. So I'm excited to hear about their thoughts. We're going to discuss why is needed, what does it mean, and more importantly, how do we build it? Sumi, Kia, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Doing very well, Ray. And good to be with you. Yes, my friend. It's been a long time there. Now, maybe uh, since it's been a while, uh, tell me a little bit about your background, what you're doing. I know about it, but maybe for our audience and, and the involvement with Arcus as well there. Sure, absolutely, Ray. Uh, happy to. Uh, I am uh, Sumit Arora, and I'm the Chief Development Officer at uh, a growth stage uh, company called ThoughtSpot. And our mission here is to uh, enable a more fact-driven world by making analytics uh, easier and smarter for everyone. And I've been at ThoughtSpot, ThoughtSpot for about uh, a little over than uh, over a year. Uh, before that, I had a beautiful and amazing journey at Cisco, uh, where I was part of the team where we literally, I would say, played a huge role together in building the internet, building a lot of the systems that power uh, the internet today. And my last role there uh, was uh, as uh, senior vice president and general manager of the service provider networking business. Uh, and the mission uh, as we see it or saw it was to build a secure, scalable and affordable internet for everyone. Um, I have been associated with Arcus uh, for the last 14 months uh, in the role of uh, technical advisor and um, uh, really uh, allows me to uh, continue to stay very involved with the networking industry and also allows me to leverage my experience uh, and uh, help uh, a kick-ass team, uh, you know, change it all again, uh, change the industry all again. So that's a little bit about me, Ray. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, now, Kier, um, I know you've been in the podcast before, but in case someone didn't listen to the previous podcast, if you can get a little bit about your background and involvement with Arcus and Roe. Sure. Ray, good morning. And thanks for having us, uh, folks. Um, my name is Kavir Patel. I'm one of the founders and CTO out here at Arcus. And uh, Prior to Arcus, I've spent about 14 years at Cisco uh, with Sumit uh, doing all the wonderful things in routing and VPN side, building all kinds of routers and switches. Great, great. Now, if, did I get that correctly? Sumit was your boss? Was, was he a good boss or was he hard? He was one of the best or a fantastic bosses that I could ever have. Ah, okay. Just an amazing guy. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair I enough. couldn't complain, Ray. No complaints. I got you. I got you. Good. No, he's a good man. Now, maybe before we get started with some of the discussions here, could we talk a little bit about you know, the trends and, and why some of this part all matters to us? Sure, uh, Ray. Um, essentially, if you look uh, you know, at the world around us, especially from a networking perspective, I, I think two major uh, uh, words come to my mind. Uh, one is growth and the other is change. Uh, from a growth perspective, clearly what we see is 
massive traffic growth in 2020 uh, internet traffic grew 35 percent and uh, uh, you know peak peak hour traffic actually grew 47 percent uh, we see growth in the number of internet users uh, you know 5.3 billion so getting closer to the world population mm -hmm. which is uh, huge uh, huge growth in the number of devices billions of them a lot of machine to machine connections and a lot of traffic especially from mobile devices so growth definitely is a big thing and that has implications on costs and affordability and we'll talk about that and the second piece is change uh, it's not just growth it's also what is changing i mean just look at the last year with covid uh, traffic patterns changed um, uh, people distributed to working from home and working from uh, you know this whole distributed work phenomena that has huge implications on how traffic itself flows, where caching happens. So a lot of change uh, that is happening. And one could say, hey, was that a one-time phenomena with COVID? Absolutely not. Change in traffic, change in architecture, uh, change in architecture, network architecture that is driven by multi-cloud, which is a reality, 5G, which is a reality, edge computing, which itself is accelerated by phenomena or changes driven by COVID. So uh, change is, is not going away. It's, it's going to be with us. It's going to be faster. And then also not just change in technology and architecture and, and those aspects, but change in the business model itself, uh, change in how distribution happens uh, as a service model. So a lot of growth and change is upon us. And that has huge implications, uh, Ray. Uh, can you anything you want to add there? Sure. And to over, over and to what Sumit said, um, the uh, the technical trends are equally interesting. You will see networks uh, as they grow will standardize rapidly on Ethernet as an interface. Um, this pretty much means that merchant silicon use will steadily uh, grow, and merchant silicons are typically very strong on IP side um, as compared to MPLS. So you're going to see growth in IP-based networks or fabrics as well. Case in point, SRV6-like technologies. Furthermore, you are going to have this data privacy uh, create affinity of data with the location, and therefore, you're going to see localized networks uh, growing, which means uh, networks are going to be a lot more denser and far more interconnected and this has direct implications on how we build the next generation routers and switches yeah for the networks yeah no this is great i, I tell you those numbers are, are just astronomical and i think something that you touched on that i think is going to resonate well right is the part about constant change right i mean our, our business and our industry you know people say hey what when you were a cto back in the days what's changing i go everything right uh, uh, except the expectations from the customers they still want secure reliable scalable type solution just in a different format now now Kager, you touched on some parts about certain technologies areas but when we look at different use cases, when we consider things like, let's say, 5G, MEC, edge computing, I could go on, right? Why is a, a software-powered networking solution essential for transforming the network infrastructure? Right. So um, as you um, see this networks grow, particularly in 5G side or uh, edge computing, which um, is expected to grow 
networks uh, by orders of magnitude more, you got to have fee, few key functionalities in place, right? For example, you got to have a simple and scalable data plane and control plane fabric. That fabric should just be able to scale seamlessly as this 5G-like networks grow. You got to have efficient orchestration mechanisms that supports full programmatic interfaces so that you reduce the cost to uh, manage these networks. And furthermore, um, as these networks grow, uh, you will need some kind of rich, uh, rich, uh, rich control and data plane telemetry. Um, you can then complement with a separate set of software um, that can operate on, on, on the telemetry feeds that you receive with the AIML uh, kind of algorithms. And then you could build interesting feedback loops. That would be the precursor to self, what we call as a self-healing networks. But if you look at this functionalities, Ray, they are fundamentally all software functions. Mm. And that's why the next generation routers and switches um, will need to have tremendous amount of um, software-powered functionalities, if you will, um, that will allow them to address the scale and growth that we are talking about. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. A, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Did you want to add something or I think, because uh, I think. Go ahead, go ahead. No, because I think one of the things, uh, Sumi, I wanted to ask you is, you know, you've, you've been an expert at building all these type of networks, right? You've got that pedigree background. But as, as Kier talks about some of these things, one of the things that I think for me that's important based on your background is what are the key pillars to building this, this modern uh, networking software type solution there? Yeah, absolutely, Ray. And maybe I'll just touch upon the software-powered networking uh, okay. a little bit and then go into that one. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the growth and the change vectors, they, uh, you know, if one were to just be empathetic uh, to the network builder, the network operator, right, putting ourselves in their shoes, uh, that translates into uh, you know, how do I control costs given this explosive growth? Right. Uh, how do I, uh, uh, you know, deal with complexity given the uh, growth and the change? Anything that is growing very fast and changing very fast, Ray, as you can imagine, it's 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 inherently going to be complex. Exactly. And networking, is not, yeah. and networks are not like you know a beautiful, well-organized data center. They are <laughs> they are the they are the most distributed uh, system world, right? So uh, the thing, uh, uh, you know, the network operator or builder has to worry about is how do I control complexity? And then the third piece is, since there is a lot of change, they need to uh, be free of constraints, they need to have flexibility, right? And uh, so I think uh, one uh, derivative of uh, this growth and change is we need something that is that is anti of complexity, anti of you know massive costs and literally uh, anti of constraints right it's it's yeah, so and that's what i think uh, you know defines the pillars of uh, building a modern network software so let me go into that one ray a little bit sure uh, right uh, uh, clearly the first thing is the team you need a you need an a plus t and uh, by the way i want to share something ku is very humble and he didn't say that at the beginning but KU just uh, uh, got uh, uh, you know appointed as the 
uh, chair of the IETF working group on BGP. Oh, I, I didn't so, know that. That's impressive. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I used to always say this, that KU is the best BGP engineer I have ever worked with. And he was, you know, he was, a, he is a Cisco distinguished engineer in his past life. Um, so, you know, congratulations, KU. That's huge. Um, but uh, coming back, I think uh, having an A plus team uh, is is uh, ingredient number one, right? And the second piece is uh, having that architecture that uh, you know allows you to uh, uh, be simple, uh, simple in the form of uh, you know uh, being contemporary. Actually, uh, networking over the last twenty five years, uh, Ray and team we evolved a lot of technologies, right? A lot of technologies came, they went away, they got better. Uh, so we could build networks a lot simpler today if, if they were built with a clean state. The same thing applies to software. So the being able to build software that is, uh, you know, simple, uh, avoids the, uh, the tax of the legacy, uh, being able to build software that is, absolutely scalable to deal with that growth that we talked about and also deal with cost and I'll come to cost and then being able to build software that is seamless as in you can deploy it anywhere. You know, uh, uh, a complex network, uh, deploying complex systems inside of a complex network is no solution. So being able to put simple things, simple building blocks to build these vastly scaled distributed networks is the trick. And, uh, and, and, and these pillars are absolutely critical uh, for, uh, for a modern network software. And let me touch on costs, and then I, I would definitely want to hear from KU as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, the world, the marketplace uh, around us, uh, Ray, if you look at the ingredients in networking, mm-hmm. it's around silicon, software, and optics. And if you look at what has happened in the space of silicon, the fact that merchant silicon became a viable alternate in the industry uh, allowed for increase in pace of innovation in silicon. Today, uh, the capacity that you get out of an NPU is vastly higher uh, than uh, what it was just a few years ago. And that is a result of competition. And it, it has a direct bearing on cost of networking, right? Same thing with optics. There is an open marketplace. So the big question is, where is that open market, uh, marketplace for the network operating system? And I think that's a good goal for the industry. It, it actually speeds up innovation for everyone. And that drives costs down. So again, the pillars of a modern network architecture, the team, a simple, scalable, seamless architecture, but also a marketplace where you have silicon optics and network software, especially network software, openly available from a lot of players and, and that pace of innovation that comes with that, it drives costs down. So I'll, 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 I'll put that as my, uh, my view there. And Kayu, uh, you should add to the details maybe. Absolutely. I think Sumit nailed it very well, Ray. Um, you know, uh, moving forward, um, as uh, silicon 
particularly the merchant silicons tend to innovate and they are doing fantastically well in that space uh, coupled with an open market space uh, place for optics that are out there you now have a chance to build really interesting systems particularly in routing space uh, as you know this market was never open to uh any one of us about 10 years back um, it was only captive to cisco's of the world or junipers or taristas of the world uh and and it now gives us an opportunity to go in that uh space particularly if you have a carrier grade software uh systems being designed um that can holistically uh allow you to build routers uh, of any scale and size same applies to the switches yeah Right. Yeah. Now, it, I mean, it sounds like you're addressing some interesting challenges, right? And, and when we think about, let's say, technologies, like you mentioned, SRV6, segment routing, and when we see other areas like microservices and even other technologies being considered, right? How do we go about doing this, though? Yeah, very interesting question. Um, you know, this requires us to, um, uh, if if we were to if we were to go and address this this requires us to take uh, the first principles approach right basically right. Uh, in this day and age um, the the comp- in order to address the complexities that we are talking about um, things um, that are readily v- made available to us uh, we've got to take uh, approach of using them for example cpus uh, as we know have uh, ceased to scale up they these days tend to scale out in terms of cores, two cores, four cores, eight cores, 16 cores, so forth and so on. So how do you write a distributed software that that can actually uh, throw the problem of network growth on this course and scale in terms of uh, cores? Therefore, as your networks grow, the cores tend to um, somewhat help uh, uh, account for the growth. How do you build 64-bit systems uh, from grounds up? And that's what uh, we have done um, as part of the architectural tenets. Um, how do you build microservices-based architecture? There are huge benefits in doing that because it simplifies your operational deployment uh, completely, Ray, on the fixed form factor boxes. When you separate control plane from kernel, your upgrade stories become very, very easy. Um, your entire HA architecture on fixed form factor uh, routers and switches, which can aggregate up to 90 ports of 100 gigs, a decent mid-size router, yeah, um, pretty much simplifies the HA story there. Um, how do you build a completely automated northbound interface, right? Using standardized models like OpenConfig or YangBase or any variant of that, but OpenConfig provides added advantage wherein it actually simplifies your onboarding system so that newer systems that you may want to onboard has very incremental cost. Um, How do you do smart abstractions? Um, virtualize your routing software so that it could run on any piece of hardware, you know, uh, be it a switch or a server or a router and a router of a varying form factor. And last but not the least, how do you do telemetry at the scale, right? If you're going to build and manage systems, um, how do you stream content that is so rich that you could actually uh, build automated systems um, uh, that can eventually control and manage this um, 
these routers and switches. So going back to first principles, addressing them in architecture as opposed to treating them as a feature would be the way to go. And that is what we have done here at Arcus. Yeah, no, that's excellent. I, I appreciate I how to ask the direct question because, I mean, these are some interesting challenges. Maybe we could uh, summarize the podcast with, you know, um, whether Sumia or, or Kia either or talk about um, some of the key takeaways from this. We could summarize it for our audience. Sure, absolutely, Ray. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, just continuing with our theme of uh, growth and change and then the empathy for the network operator, the network builder. Uh, we, uh, you know, at Arcus, uh, I think we have all the ingredients. Uh, that's why I've, I've uh, uh, you know, I took the decision to uh, partner with Arcus and really be an advisor. Uh, a plus team, uh, a, a clean architecture uh, that's focused on being simple, uh, being scalable, and being seamless in the sense that you could deploy this anywhere in the network. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, from the point of view of the network operator or builder, what this means is uh, you have the ability to deal with that massive uh, growth uh, by uh, having the best uh, uh, cost structures, right? Uh, an open market for silicon software and optics leads to better cost structure over a period of time. It's proven in silicon already. Uh, uh, it allows the network opera- uh, builder and operator to uh, really scale their uh, uh, network with simpler building blocks because there is no uh, legacy tax, there is no bloat uh, or uh, you know these massive, massive uh, lines of code that have a lot of bugs and debt accumulated over years. Um, it allows the network uh, builder and operator to really uh, uh, be flexible in their architecture because every network uh, is array is actually different. Uh, the needs are different. The circumstances yeah. are different. True. And True. allows these operators and builders to be different, to network different. And I think uh, so. So in summary, I think uh, I'm quite uh, uh, excited with what the team at Arcus has built and is building, and it allows our. Uh, 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 builders, network builders and operators to really deal with the, the massive growth and the massive change uh, at the architecture level as well as in traffic uh, that, that is upon us. So, uh, you know, really excited about what uh, what this entails for the industry at large. Yeah, no, that's a, a good way to, to summarize that there. I appreciate it. Well, Sumi uh, and Kier, once again, thanks for joining the podcast. Actually, I think I'm going to give this for you guys. That's a standing ovation from our audience. I'm sure this is going to get good reviews. I appreciate you guys joining. Hopefully, you get to join us again. Thank you for having us, Ray. Yes, Ray. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure uh, to uh, interact with you. Thank you. You got it, my friend. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Deep Edge Podcast. Make sure to follow Ray Moda on Twitter and LinkedIn at rmoda. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. Want even more? Head over to acgcc.com to access exclusive bonus content. Till next time.